Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, hello and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. This is Barry Miracle, and if this is your first time, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to our world, and we've been uh, at this for almost a year now in coming to you every week, so you can go back and check out some of the other excellent podcasts, and we are continuing on this week with the topic and the episodes called Love. We are going to go deep into this very, very deep, wide, expanding, ever-increasing, solid um, topic of love. Love is the most broad, the most, the greatest. There's nothing bigger, nothing better than love. Nothing can can, um, be compared with love. So where do we go with such an amazing topic as love. And like I said last week, I'm not running out of material. It's just taken a while to build up to this one because we could be on this one for the next year. Just talking about God's love. Ahava. Ahava uh, is the Hebrew word for love. And um, its numerical value in the Jewish um, numerical system is 13. 13 yeah the numerical value of love is 13 so we're we're like why 13 13 is supposed to be a bad number 13 is supposed to be a number where you are you know it's unlucky you don't you, you know some people don't even build the 13th uh floor or they build the 13th floor but they don't they name it like 14 or x or they don't even they, they don't even put it on the radar it's because people have this weird thing and it's the enemy that is trying to build up this um animosity with this number so that you it, any connection to love it will be uh, defamed right at the beginning so the enemy is it has this diabolical scheme he's always trying to cause division and separation especially from god's love do you know that the um and i'm just doing some preamble here this is actually really interesting though the the uh caterpillar that will one day become a monarch butterfly is crawling in the dirt minding his own business and all of a sudden he has this epiphany that I can be something more. Uh, I don't know if that's exactly what happened but he actually finds himself underneath a dark place. He's in a a place that is um, that he crawls into. There, there's this dark area where he begins to form the chrysalis or what I would call when I'm preaching this message at times the poopa place. It's a poopa but it preaches better if you call it the poopa place and sometimes we find ourselves metamorphosing in the poopa place. <laughs> what in the world does that have to do with love? Well just bear with me for a minute. The the caterpillar will will form this cocoon or this chrysalis or this poopa and in that in the midst of it he will begin to liquefy and he will become there is 13 why am i saying there are 13 segments within the butterfly that have to liquefy and come into one with the head 
so there there is no parts they don't use part of the a leg and and maybe uh they use a you know an antennae for for something else no 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 this this monarch butterfly completely melts all 13 areas of his life begin to melt and become one with the lover <laughs> with the head and so there's this metamorphosis that comes out of the and has to break out of it why am i saying that that we cannot look at ahava just as something normal ahava or love is the greatest thing and we must become one in the midst of the difficulties in the midst of, of the pain in the midst of the problems in the midst of the virus in the midst of the situation everything you're going through love is the answer if you will all if you will take your life and you'll become one with love there will be a better answer love is always the answer last week i shared uh the story of mary magdalene and let me just share just a quick little um, um review of that right now so Mary Magdalene was the greatest disciple I went through. Go back over the, the episode last week, and I, and, I, and I prove out my points through history, through, you know, fathers of, of history and, and, and points and scriptures that we find out that Mary Magdalene was the tower of strength for Jesus, and she never left his side. And, and so he, she was at, there at the most important times at the resurrection. She's the one that sent forth, you, you know, was sent forth by the master to go tell the apostles that he was risen from the dead. So Mary Magdalene was the apostle to the apostles. She was sent by God to go and tell the, the message of the kingdom that Jesus Christ is alive and well. And so why why was she there? Why did she not leave the cross? Why did she not leave the, the graveside? Why did she not leave him at any time when all the other disciples left him? She did not. Why? It's because of two events that were amazing. And I'm just going to go right back to the very first time when, when Mary was anything but a faithful, loving, servant, disciple of Christ. She was the one that was caught in the very act of adultery. She's the one that was shown, thrown at the feet of Jesus. She's the one that was that was um, denigrated and, and, and made fun of. And, and these other men that threw her at Jesus' feet wanted to kill her, wanted to absolutely kill this woman, destroy her life because she was caught in a, matter, a very act of adultery. Long story short is... Jesus, you know, is just kind of writes in the sand and doesn't pay any attention to the guys. And they said, what are you going to do, Jesus? You know, the Mo Moses' law says we need to stone her. What do you say? What do you say, teacher? He just keeps writing. And then he, he kind of looks up and he says, uh, you know, he's with, you know, without sin. Why don't you guys take your first shot? He who has no sin in your life, you begin to stone her so i mean from the very oldest to the last they dropped their stones and they walked away they were convicted in their hearts so jesus looks up and he says where are your accusers and she says i have none he says neither do i condemn you and then he says go your way and say no more walk in the and this is how you do it walk in the light as i am in the light and you will no longer walk in darkness after this moment, this woman, Mary Magdalene, 
would never leave Jesus. And the night before he was betrayed, the day before he was betrayed, the, 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 the just moments before he was going to be betrayed and, and crucified and, and, and pay the price for the sin of the world, she walks in. She walks beyond the, the, the hurt and the pain. She walks into Simon Iscariot's house. She walks into Simon the Pharisee's house. She walks into Simon the Leopard's house. These Simons are all the same three Simons. Judas Iscariot's father. The one that is about to betray him. She walks all the way through all the pain, all the hurt, all the disgrace. And she begins to anoint by the obedience of the Holy Spirit. Begins to anoint Jesus for his burial. Begin to wash his feet with her tears and dry them, dry his feet with her hair. Why? Because of the great love. Because of the great love. And, and ladies and gentlemen, you have experienced this love. And I want to take you back to, you know, the why. Why we do what we do is because of love. Love is the greatest tool. Love is the greatest thing. Love is actually the driving force behind everything that is done. The love of money. The love, you know, you know that drives people to do negative things it, it it's the what what do you love love is the why you find out what you love and you find out your why you find out you know what you're doing but i want to i want to focus right back here on on this woman mary magdalene just for a quick second I, it's so important that we catch this because she's weeping and 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 bathing jesus's feet and anointing jesus's body for his burial this this message will be preached around the world wherever the gospel is preached this message is supposed to be preached this is what jesus said and simon iscariot simon the pharisee simon the leper it's his house judas's father and he thinks to himself if this man was a prophet he would know what kind of woman this person was and i want to say to you Love, love is something that produces an atmosphere that is greater than the situation of the story. Love does not care what the enemy thinks. Love is beyond. So he reads, he gets a word of knowledge. I don't know how Jesus perceives it, but he does. And he, and he looks at this woman and he says to Simon do you see this woman very interesting I'm not I, I don't know I'm just making speculation and I don't mean to defame this man who raised a son that would be the the betrayer of Jesus and you can kind of see what happened because it wasn't just Judas that betrayed him they it, the Bible says they there's a group of people. There was a there there was a group of people that actually betrayed Jesus. Judas was just the, the the head. He was just the one that did it. But they all did it. And Jesus is looking at this woman and saying to Simon Peter, Simon, not Simon Peter, Simon Iscariot. Sorry. Do you see this woman? Could it be that he was the one that actually was committing adultery with her Jesus knowing this I'm not saying it is I'm just saying I'm speculating 
because he says, he looks at her and he says, Simon, do you see this woman? <laughs> you did not wash my feet when I came in. I mean, it was a very, very custom for, for hosts to wash people's feet when they would come in because there's sandals and dirt all over the place. And he says, you didn't offer me a kiss. She never stopped kissing my feet. She's anointed me with this, this perfume that cost 300 denarii, which is a year's wage. They're thinking this, and, and Judas was thinking this in the room, and, and, and other people were thinking this. This could have been taken and sold and given to the poor. We can't allow, allow efficiency in a circumstance to outweigh the effectiveness of what God wants to do in a situation. He is not so concerned uh, about efficiency. If he was, he would, he would not have made the statement that one soul is worth the whole world. Do you know how many diamonds are in the world? Do you know how, many, how much gold is in the world? Do you know how much fresh water and trees and, and, and lumber and, and all these things that are in the world that, that God is not concerned about? He's more concerned about one human being. He's more concerned about loving somebody in the midst of their pain more than what it's going to look like. Simon, do you see this woman? This woman that has been loving me. This, this woman that has received love is giving love. I want to tell you that the answer is love. The answer is love. And ladies and gentlemen, we must be about the Father's business because we must love. The only reason we can love is because we were first loved. The, the reason why Mary loved so deep is because she understood the price that was paid, that, that she got all these burdens lifted off of her by the power of love. It was love that drove Jesus to the cross and love that kept Jesus on the cross it's love that caused jesus to come to the earth in the first place my topic today is his love the much more excellent way i don't know what you're facing today i don't know what's going on in your life necessarily but i know that love is the answer love is the cure love is the medicine my grandfather, I grew up on the Tyndanaga Mohawk Territory in Ontario, Canada. My grandfather's first language was Mohawk. He preferred praying in Mohawk. He was fluent in Mohawk and in English. And he also uh, spoke uh, a, a, another Iroquoian language, uh, Onondaga. But he would teach me and he would teach us all uh, Mohawk lessons and stories and and one of the ones that stands out to me is uh, when he shared with me the Mohawk word Ganaronkwa. It's actually three words, Ganaronkwa. When you translate it into English, it becomes three words, which is, I love you. Ganaronkwa. You could try saying that. Ganaronkwa. Ganaronkwa. <laughs> so Ganaronkwa is Mohawk for I love you. But the interesting thing here, and something that you need to know, is that within Gonaronqua is another Mohawk word, Onunqua, Onunqua. And that Mohawk word, ladies and gentlemen, means medicine. So my grandfather would go on to teach us that every time we say love, 
or say I love you to someone, we are actually releasing healing medicine. Every time you, you say I love you to somebody and you mean it from your heart, you are actually releasing a frequency that is actually going into their lives and beginning to disarm and beginning to displace the works of the enemy. When you say I love you and you mean it from your heart, because it's all it's all a heart issue. If you don't if you don't mean if you don't mean when you say I love you, and we've gotten so casual about it, love you, you know, and not not that I don't I want you to stop saying that. I want you just I want you to keep saying, it, but I just want you to understand cognitively what is happening when you say I love you. When you say I love you, you're actually releasing healing medicine into their their lives begin to shift and change when you turn to somebody and say. I love you no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter uh, what has happened in your life, no matter your past, no matter what's happening in the future, I love you and I'm going to stand with you. What, do, what does it mean when I release love, when I release I love you? And I just want to release right now into this world and onto this podcast and into your ears and into your, into your mind and into your heart right now, I love you. And I don't just love you with the love of the Lord, like we used to say back in the day and when we're trying to be nice, but kind of religious and we don't want anybody to feel like a little weird about it. I love you with the love of the Lord. And, and we would sing songs like that. Yes, it is the love of the Lord. But I just want to say there's there's something that just authenticity saying that I love you, period. No extras. No, uh, you know, uh, um that I have to put a caveat that I love you as long as, or I, I will love you as, you know, if you do this, or I love you if you don't do this. What is it? What is this non-negotiable, unconditional love that we are learning? This, this love, ahava, this ahava love, this love that passes all understanding. 1 Corinthians 12 Verse thirty-one, and, and and the name the name of this episode or podcast is His Love, the Much More Excellent Way. So, First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse thirty-one says, "But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I will show you a much more excellent way." So, Paul Paul the Apostle finishes up writing this. Um, it wouldn't have been a chapter, it would have been a letter back then, but we, it's chapter 12 of First Corinthians. And he, he says this, I will show you a much more excellent way. The last thing he says in, in chapter 12. And then the first, then it goes into the very famous chapter on love, First Corinthians chapter 13. And so he, the much more excellent way is the way of love. How can we get away from this? How have we gotten away from this? How have we, you know, devised and designed, even in the body of Christ, how, you know, if you're a Democrat, then you're evil. If you're a Republican, you're evil. If you're, if you're Pentecostal, you're evil. If you're Baptist and, and you believe in, in uh, systematic theology, you must be evil. And, it, it, you know, and we've had these, all these, we bought into all these separations when God is saying, if you just will do the much more excellent way, the, the way, the much more excellent way is the way way of love. How can you say you love God? How can we say, ladies and gentlemen, that we love God when we can't even love each other? My God. 
Help us, Lord God. Give us a grace. Give us a, a grace to repent, Lord God, and help us to follow the much more excellent way. So let me just go over, you know, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Hopefully you're getting something out of this today. Um, so I'm, I'm going to read it. I, I, this is in the, um, the message translation, I believe. If I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but don't love, I am nothing but a creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all his mysteries and making everything plain as day, and if I have faith that says to the mountain, jump, and it jumps, and but I don't have love, I am nothing. If I give everything I I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, I am bankrupt without love. My God. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't, doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut doesn't have a swelled head, doesn't force itself on others, isn't always me first, doesn't fly off the handle, um, doesn't keep score of the sins of others, does not revel when others grovel, takes pleasure in, uh, in the flowering of truth, puts up with anything, trusts God always, always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going to the end. Love never dies. Inspired speech will be over someday. Praying in tongues will end. Understanding will reach its limits. We know only a portion of the truth, and what we say about God is always incomplete. But when the complete arrives, our incompleteness will be canceled. When I was an infant my at my mother's breast, I gurgled and cooed like a an infant and when i grew up i left those infant ways for good we don't yet see things clearly we're squinting in a fog peering through a mist but it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines we'll see it all then see it all as clearly as god sees us knowing him directly just as he knows us but right now until the completeness until that completeness we have three things to lead us forward to that consummation. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, love extravagantly. And the best of these three is love. And another translation says, these three things remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Love is the greatest, you know, and as we're going through that list, it was, a, it was amazing what love can do. And it's amazing. And, and I want to tell you, it is impossible to do this without a relationship with love. You need a relationship with love. Who love is, and I'm going to be, you know, getting into this. The original realm was the realm of love. The realm, God was love and love was God. God is love and God is that realm. God is the glory realm of God and the glory realm of God is love. It all comes out of. And when you love, you begin to tap into the power source which, from which everything else has come from. You want victory in life? You need to get your love on. But it just can't be all those other things. You can't do it out of pretense. You can't do it because you can get something more. 
You're not doing it to get. You're doing it because of this relationship that you've built because God loved you so much that he gave his complete and total life for you. Excuse me. Let me give you a couple quotes here. Martin Luther King said this, man-made laws assure justice, but a higher law produces love. No code of conduct ever persuaded a father to love his children or a husband to show affection to his wife. Man-made laws, man-made laws assure justice, but a higher love produces, a higher law produces love. I love this statement that Martin Luther King said. He says, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Ephesians 3, 17 through 19 in the Passion Translation just don't don't shut me out just because I'm reading a scripture. This is so powerful. Listen to this. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you. And the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Then you will be empowered to discover what every Holy One experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. The astonishing love of Christ in all of its dimensions. We, we have, we're, when you begin to tap into love, there, it's, you're not just tapping into this warm, oozy, goozy, uh, you know, loving feelings. It, you know, those, those line up and those do happen. But their love is so much more powerful than, than eros love, which is, you know, that kind of love that a man has for a woman and produces a child. You know, it's more than filial love. It, 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 it's that love, brotherly love for one another. It's, it's, it's agape love, but we, we need to understand the depths, um, the agape love, which is the unconditional, non-negotiable love uh, that is not looking for something in return, but is just giving. Let me go on to read here. Verse 19, I believe this is, How deeply intim intimate and far-reaching is his love? How enduring and inclusive is it? Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with what? With the fullness of God. When you begin to live the life of God, the, the extravagant love pours into us. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. How do you get the fullness of God? By continuing to love. How do you get the fullness out of your children? Continuing to love. You just keep loving and you keep loving and you love will cover and love will smother. <laughs> love will cover a multitude of sins. First Peter chapter four, verse eight says, and above all, have fervent love for one another for love will cover a multitude of sins. Love does not uncover. Love covers. Love looks beyond love. 
love that passes all understanding. Actually, let me just finish that scripture. Let me go back to um, Ephesians 3.20. No doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. How? Through his love. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have to take this up next week, and we're going to continue on. A love, love that covers and a love that smothers. Bible says in Matthew chapter 5 verse 44 but I say to you love your enemies bless those who curse you do good to those who hate you and pray for those who despitefully use you and persecute you love covers a multitude of sins and then begins to smother the works of the evil one in their lives so the today guys understand that his love is the much more excellent way in every area of your lives. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I'm asking, Lord God, for all of these, Lord God, that would be listening today or, or when, um, whenever they're listening to this podcast, Father God, may they receive the overwhelming, extravagant love. Lord God, I pray that you would they would catch you loving on them. Father God, I'm asking eyes to see, ears to hear, a mind to perceive your love pursuing them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. I want to just finish by saying, Gonaronqua, ladies and gentlemen, I love you. And I'm just asking the Lord, as I just did, that you would, you would receive, you would be open to receive, eyes to see, ears to hear, and a mind to perceive the love of God that is pursuing you. If you have testimonies about this podcast, please put them in, in um, your podcast uh, area where you write comments. Uh, give me five stars. Uh, give me a testimony. Let me know. Send, find me. Go to wakeupintoyourdream.com or barrymiracle.ca. That's wakeupintoyourdream.com. And you can, you can write me an email there. You can leave a remark. You can, you can get involved in all the different resources we have there. Anyway, I do love you all, and I just say at the end of this podcast, go out and tell somebody. If you haven't talked to your mom, Edith, if you haven't talked to your mother in about six years, you need to go tell her that you love her and you forgive her. Do this. Find somebody that you have been uh, out of uh, communication with. They need your love. Love on them. Allow the healing medicine of saying, I love you, to shift and change the world today. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you guys. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say, you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca 
You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us then. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.